You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Here's what kind of optimist I am, and it was even before Doug Ford today started announcing things were going to open again. My wife and I have a cruise booked for January. Uh, It was booked months and months and months ago. Uh, So we're not like so crazy that we're saying, hey, let's just jump on board now. But still, I am fully hoping and fully expecting to be on that ship. I may be nuts. I get it. I may be nuts, but I am not alone. And I'll tell you why. Google right now says searches for travel destinations are way up, way up. People are obviously ready to get out of their house, get going, take a vacation, see part of the world, do something other than Netflix. I want to bring in Kaylee Elaine, who is a travel writer, media consultant, uh, a woman who knows her way around the world of travel. Kaylee, how are you today? I'm okay. How are you? I am excellent. We we cannot possibly be surprised that people who have been locked up inside their homes, staring at the same walls and exhausting everything on Netflix, are now eager to get out and start traveling, are we? Yeah, I think that there's a sense of wonder that's innate in human beings. And I've noticed this is probably the longest I've been home for a long, long time. Uh, Not even just my physical home, but in Toronto. So it's definitely been an experience where I've been traveling through through food. I've been traveling through the movies that I've been watching. And now I'm definitely searching the internet and figuring out where I'll travel next when we can travel again. Yeah. And and I mean, some of the stuff, I mean, we have Disney Plus as one of the channels in the house and they've got a bunch of, you know, nature shows and stuff. I don't know that I'm probably going to be swimming with sperm whales or uh, running the Serengeti with herds of water buffalo. But nonetheless, they get you thinking about where you may want to go in the world when you have those things in front of you. Yeah, and I think depending where you're social distancing um, and self-isolating, you know, it's what you're craving the most. Like I'm right now in a big busy city, so I want to go to nature and I want to hike and I want to walk outside (laughs) and do all those things that are different from what I'm experiencing at home. Here is um, the interesting thing. Um, There's a couple, Google, as I say, has put out this list or has said what people are searching for relating to travel and travel is a big, big topic right now. Number one thing though, is not destinations that they're searching. Number one question is when is it going to be safe to travel again? That's their number one search thing as it relates to travel. Do you think there is a great deal of concern out there or do you think people are merely saying, Hey, when can we throw open the door so I can get going? curiosity and you know you usually want to be booking your vacations a few months in advance and but that's usually you know when life is a little bit more normal so I think it's people's natural curiosity that if they're going to be taking vacation time outside of the home and then they want to explore you know when would that time be the cool thing is that um, airlines and hotels are really working hard to kind of have those safe checks in place that when we can travel they're ready for us but I think it's just a matter of people kind of, you know, trying to be able to plan a little bit in advance or when we get that, go ahead, making those decisions already for where they want to go and what they want to do. So it's easier to book. I think you're absolutely onto something there because for me, a huge part of the whole travel experience is having something booked. I just mentioned the cruise. So it's something you're looking forward to. You have this thing out there that you're working towards because the moment I get home from something, I want to book something way out again. I think you're absolutely right. I think that people are probably just dying to have something, book something so you have something to look ahead to to look forward to. Yeah. And for consumers, you know, before that kind of golden rule was about three months ahead of time is when you should be planning your trips just to get the best prices. 
But all of that data kind of has gone out the window just because nobody has been traveling for the last three months. So I think that the in terms of getting the best price or navigating the way for travel is going to really change from what we're used to and how we're used to planning things. I think we also have a lot of people who have um, credits and vouchers that are really nice because they're uh, they're a way to kind of keep our money and have it on hold. And for a lot of these places, they've allowed up to two years to redeem it, which is really, really generous. But it's that anxiousness of, I've got this credit, I want to use it. When can I use it and where should I go? Well, where should you go? Let me say that I would bet a lot of money, even though I've made it very clear on the show many times, I'm not a wagering guy, but I would bet a lot of money that if you ask people to guess what the number one travel location being searched these days is on Google, they would never get it right. They would never, never, never get it right. Um, and Kaylee, I don't even know if you've seen what the answer to this is. I had to look up where the Maldives are. The Maldives apparently are the number one thing. What, what's going on in the Maldives that suddenly they're the number one tourist attraction in the world? So I think it is the alert that it's somewhere remote. It's somewhere yes. beautiful and different from what we have experienced. And it's kind of that bucket list, you know, big picture travel. If I could go anywhere in the world right now, where would I be? And in there, it's one of those destinations that's always been on everyone's list to kind of check off one day, but it seems kind of fantastical and a little bit far, just the same way that like the islands of Tahiti still feel that way or anywhere that's a little bit further than our own kind of area that we usually travel, just have that sense of wonder to them. I will admit that I had to look on the map where the Maldives are. Could you have picked them out on a map? Oh, only because a friend of mine was talking about vacation there a few months ago. <laughs> uh, but, for the record, uh, they are, and again, I'm full full admission that I had no idea, they are in the Indian Ocean, right on the equator, almost due south of India, which got me wondering, I mean, there's close to a billion people in India and many of them take vacations, I assume. And I'm just wondering, are we just seeing Google picking up millions of searches because that's the place you go if you're living in India? I have no idea, but it just seemed like a really odd thing of all the places in the world that people could be searching to travel to, that that would be the one. No idea why. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see what people search for and what people will look for. Um, you know, my kind of travel prediction is that travel within Canada will open up sooner than potentially travel a little bit further to the Maldives or something like that. So, you know, while we're searching out these first destinations, I think what's realistic if we're looking at planning is something maybe a little closer to home and something with the Canadian border. So right now, I have a flight credit because I was supposed to be going to Las Vegas for a bunch of, um, for my birthday and a few of my friends' birthday. We're having a milestone this year. Well, we're not going to Vegas anymore, and we're looking actually to stay in Canada and potentially doing something either in the fall or when, whenever travel kind of opens up a little bit there, and maybe going out to BC and going to Kelowna and taking it into a winery trip instead of kind of going to a bigger destination that's high, that's extremely populated. Maybe you've just come up with the brand new slogan, what happens in Vegas stays in Kelowna. <laughs> I'm sure Kelowna tourism will love me for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you don't want to go down there and get bombed on cheap booze, so come to Kelowna and drink really expensive stuff. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if they'll be using that on their logo, on their uh, advertising anytime soon. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. I agree with you. I think that uh, a lot of people are going to decide to stay home. In fact, one of the other search tools or search things that's coming up a lot on Google apparently 
is road trip with kids. Well, that speaks volumes about staying in Canada, I think. Yeah, and I think that kind of speaks to, you know, people who are stuck at home with multiple people and looking for some way to get it to change the scenery or amuse them a little bit more. So I think road trips with kids is going to be a really big thing. I think for family travel, um, they're going to want to stay close and they're going to want to have something where they can mitigate like any risks when it comes to, you know, maybe potentially being in a destination where they're not sure, you know, where they can go or what's open. But at least a road trip, you're usually packing all your snacks in your car and it's a little bit easier to navigate. And finding something within driving distance for kids is really boiling down like what is under five hours potentially or less and where are the stops in between. So whenever my family would go from the GTA out to Ottawa, we would stop at the Big Apple and we would have those kind of roadside markers along the way because it just made it a little bit easier when you're traveling with children. Everybody has one of those, don't they? We used to drive up to the Ottawa Valley and stop in Peterborough at the KFC with the climbing thing right outside, right across from the big zoo on the side of the road and the, and the airplane that was there. Everybody has that place that as kids, they, they remember that was their stopping point when they did those road trips. Yeah, I'm just a little, it's exciting, but for the adults is like, we need a break. (laughs) Well, and I'm, that's why I'm kind of surprised Kaylee that road trip with kids is so high on the search list right now, because I would have thought that after say two months of being in your house with your kids, you love them. You love them to death, but I'm not sure the first thing you want to do when you're allowed to get out of the house is to get into an even more compressed space in a car and now drive for five hours with them. I think it has to do with a lot of the uncertainty right now. Um, I definitely feel that it's probably as much as the next person of, you know, not knowing when we can travel or where we can travel or what's going to happen with travel. So a road trip feels like potentially something more that you can control and you can kind of control your timing, but also your ways of getting around. Gas prices are low, so that helps in the road trip. But I think there's also, we're a little bit unsure of what the cost of travel will be after this, you know, um, with all the different security measures. Is that going to come down to a little bit higher prices in terms of hotels and airfare? So what's affordable for a family of four or five to do? Usually a road trip is the most cost-efficient way to kind of get away. A little higher price or a lot higher price. We've heard at times some experts saying traveling, especially flights, are going to go way, way, way up. We don't know yet, but it's it's possible, and that would make the road trip a lot more appetizing. Here's something else, though. So the Maldives bizarrely were the number one thing that people are searching for as a destination. The next four on the list, and I don't know if these are in order, but they are the next four apparently. So we're bringing the top five in searches, travel searches for Google. And maybe what's happened here, Kaylee, is that so many people have been in their house for so long, they have lost their minds or they've now been drinking so heavily that they're playing games on their computer. Cause I don't get this at all. Okay. The next four spots Sweden, Antarctica, Poland, and Switzerland. Interesting. All right. I, I, I don't know what's going on. I would have thought that you'd say, I, okay, it's been a really crappy spring. I want sun. I want a beach. I want to get out of here. I want to go to the Caribbean. I want to, where Antarctica and Sweden and Poland somehow pop up all of a sudden is just baffling to me. Yeah. See, you know, some destinations, I would think that it's a little bit of ancestry travel in the terms Could be. of like trying to find your family. So part of my family's priority when we can travel is we want to go to Barbados and visit my aunt and family. So that's where a destination like that would be on the list. But it's surprising with those ones because they're very niche. Um, 
Antarctica, I guess, because it's the furthest you can get away from people, and it's I think oh, yeah, maybe. one continent maybe. that was very mildly affected, if not at all. So, uh, yeah, I think it's, you know, people's own curiosity. There's a whole thing of pop culture really driving um, people's travel decisions. So I wonder if there's a movie or TV show about Sweden or Poland that we just haven't heard of yet. Yeah, maybe, or if you're related to a penguin, maybe Antarctica is your ancestral home and you want to go back there. I mean, who knows how that works. Yeah, uh, exactly. Or are you watching too much Planet Earth? Yeah, a lot too much. David Attenborough has gotten into your head and you go, I've got yeah. to go and see these he's, seals. He's um, the influencer. He, I would believe that whatever, whenever he speaks, he sells a lot of spots on uh, on travel destinations to go watch nature stuff. Sure. Not on the list right now. And I don't know that it's just a coincidence or not, but I doubt it. Not on the list of things people are searching for on travel are the very thing I started this with, which are cruises. Where is that industry going to bounce back? Because boy, it looks right now like things are pretty bleak. I think it's a tricky industry. I think they've gotten a lot of negative press in terms of travel, but I think that they're working really hard in ensuring um, safety precautions for their passengers. And I think it's, it's a product in terms of travel that people have really come to love, whether it is, you know, the larger cruises on the ocean to the river cruises to sometimes there are a lot more like adventure cruises. And those are the ones that tend to go to um, the Arctic and the Antarctic and more niche places. So while searches might have gone down now, I think that there potentially is the increase in the future once they're able to kind of mitigate and kind of you know, have a little bit more information of what their safety protocol will be. It's the same thing. We're seeing actually a lot of search um, is decreased when it comes to things like Airbnb and vacation home rentals. And I think it's a lot to do with the uncertainty. Um, so people are looking for things that they kind of know and they know that they can trust. So I think the consumer mentality with something like cruises will come, but it might be in more like the second or third phase in the way we're traveling after this. Yeah, I, I think you may be right. I, I hope you're right because, I mean, we love to go on a cruise but I mean, there is a certain population, a certain percentage, pardon me, of the population on cruises that are older. And we know they are also the population that's been pointed to as most at risk or largely at risk. And when you put it into a confined space, that's going to scare some people off. And, and, and that is a good chunk of your population, of your passengers. Yeah, I think we're definitely going to see a demographic shift on who's doing the traveling. I think we're going to see a lot more of that kind of millennial traveler get back and back, get back on the road because when they're thinking about where they're going, they might not have um, children or as many children to kind of have to deal with like a larger family um, expense. You know, they're not the aging population that's going to have to deal with the health expenses. So I think it's going to be definitely in phases of the type of travel we're doing, but also the type of people who are traveling just because in the economic condition we're in right now, you know, the idea to travel is fun to search about, but it's definitely a luxury. Uh, just before we go, I am granting you all powers of travel. You have unlimited resources. You are allowed to choose one destination that Kaylee Elaine would want to go to after getting out of your house finally. Where is that? I want to go to Tofino on Vancouver Island. I want to go sit by the ocean, breathe the fresh air, walk around the nature, have a great meal at the Wolf in the Fog, and just relax. That is my dream is to go out there. And I really want to make that happen once this is all over. I will take the uh, those cabins over the water in uh, Bora Bora in, down in Tahiti. Yeah, that, that'll be, uh, so you know what, you you do yours and you love it and I'll do mine and we love it and everyone's happy. And uh, sadly though, um, I do have, 
I do have to clarify that I do not have all powers of travel, nor do I have an unlimited budget to send you. So I apologize, but it was a fun exercise. It was fun. <laughs> Kaylee Elaine. Yeah, yeah, keep searching. Yeah, keep searching for Antarctica. That can be number two on the list. Uh, not quite the same, but maybe there's a cabin over the ice in Antarctica I can sit in. Uh, Kaylee Elaine, thanks so much for taking the time today. Appreciate it. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to three on 900 CHML.